Hello and welcome back to the Charlie Jacobs Podcast. Today is August 25th. It is currently 2 p.m. as I am recording this. And today I am going to be talking about my predictions for the 2023 NFL seasons, my Super Bowl contenders, who I think is going to tank, who I think could be good, and much more. And I'm going to do this in somewhat of a tier list way. And yeah, let's get right into it. So the first tier list I have are the teams that are going to be tanking, and I called it the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Um, there's also, obviously, of Drake May, you have Michael Penix, you have Bo Nix. There's a, this is a very good-looking quarterback class as of now. I mean, you do have the Heisman winner from last year. You also have Marvin Harrison Jr., and you have Igmike Igbuka. You have, this, you have Jared Verse. There's a bunch of great prospects in this class. So the first team I have in this tier list for the Caleb Williams sweepstakes is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm just going to give a shout-out before to Sharp Football Analysis, and I use this to kind of see the how he ranked the schedules and how he thinks each team's schedule is based on how hard or easy it is. So according to that, the Buccaneers have the 16th hardest schedule, which is right in the middle. Um, they have a weird QB situation. It's going to be Baker Mayfield, but Kyle Trask could come in. And after losing Brady and that team last year underperformed and got bounced in the first round of the playoffs, um, Baker Mayfield is not an upgrade from Tom Brady. And even though there are some weapons on that team, there's good receivers, there's some good defensive players, um, the quarterback play is just not going to be that much better. Um, some of their big some of the big players they drafted are Kalijah Kansi and Cody Mock. Uh, Kansi, a lot of people are saying, remind them of Aaron Donald. It might just be because he went to the same college and he's the same position. You also have Cody Mock, who I really loved in the draft as an offensive tack as an offensive tackle. He could play guard. And then they also later in the draft they drafted Trey Palmer, who could end up being the wide receiver three for the Bucks, especially after the injury to Russell Gage. Um, they're probably going to struggle this season. The division isn't the best, but they still they still just feel like they're going to struggle, especially after last year struggling, even with Tom Brady. The next team I have in this tier are the Tennessee Titans. According to the Sharp Football Analysis, they have the ninth easiest schedule, but I think that their quarterback situation is just too all over the place. Tannehill's getting old. Malik Willis was not very good at all last season. He's shown a little bit better improvement this year in preseason. Uh, you also have Will Levis, who I didn't love in the draft, and... He's behind Malik Willis, which isn't a, isn't really the best thing after seeing how Malik Willis played last year. Um, they they do still have Derrick Henry, obviously, and if but if Derrick Henry gets hurt, then they kind of are done. Um, yes, they did sign DeAndre Hopkins. They signed Aziz Alshair from the Niners. They signed Andre Dillard, Arden Key, and Sean Murphy Bunting. They did have some good signings. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is really a shade of himself. It kind of reminds me of when the Titans have kind of taken receivers as they're getting older, kind of like what they did with Julio Jones, Robert Woods, Randy Moss, and Andre Johnson. They also did lose Nate Davis, Demarcus Walker, David Long, uh, Zach Cunningham, and Bud Dupree. Um, they did re-sign Jeffrey Simmons to a big deal, but they still really do need long-term answer at quarterback. They seem to be going into a rebuild mode, and there's an amazing-looking draft class coming up, as I mentioned before. The next team I have here is the Arizona Cardinals. According to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the 11th hardest schedule, and that's not good for a team that might not even have Kyler Murray at the beginning of the season after giving him that five-year, $230 million contract extension. They do have a new coach. Uh, they have Jonathan Gannon from the Eagles, who is the defensive coordinator. Uh, in the offseason, they lost DeAndre Hopkins, they lost Zach Allen, and they lost Byron Murphy. And for the Cardinals, the best option right here is to tank. They might have some, they might have some players that might, like some some younger players that might show show some promise. They did just trade away Isaiah Simmons, who didn't really fit into that scheme. Uh, they didn't really have any big signings. They did draft Paris Johnson Jr. and B.J. Ojolari. Also, Clayton Toon, who might actually start week one. And if they do tank, and then the Texans, who I'm going to talk about later, if the Texans don't have a great season either, then the Cardinals can end up with two top five or top ten picks, and they could get a quarterback and someone else. But the whole Kyler situation is very weird. It is very strange, and it would be very hard for them to get out of that contract. 
Next up, we have the Washington Commanders. Um, according to Sharp Football Analysis, they have a ninth hardest schedule. This might this might be partly due to the division that they're in. It's a really tough division now with how the Giants are looking this season. You still have the Cowboys. You still have the Eagles, who were just in the Super Bowl. Um, they do have a new offensive coordinator, which er- which is Eric Bieniemy. Sam Howell is going to start a quarterback, but they do have Jacoby Brissett, who is a very good backup. Um, because they have a new owner, it's might be like a new owner syndrome thing. Kind of tell them to tank. Ron Rivera is a, kind of on the hot seat, possibly. But if they do tank, they could try to get a franchise QB in next year's draft, which would be Caleb Williams, Drake May, as I said earlier. They did draft Emmanuel Forbes and Jertavius Martin just to try to bolster up that defense. Uh, Chase Young is going to be back and healthy for the whole season. They're hoping he can look like what he did in his rookie season, which when he was awesome. They did re-sign Deron Payne. Uh, they also signed Andrew Wiley, Cody Barden, but they did lose uh, Cole Holcomb and Wes Schweitzer. So their offensive line, a little bit a little bit less strong is from last year but yeah i just don't think they're going to finish well especially being in the division that they're in and then the last team in this tier is the raiders according to sharp football analysis they have the second hardest schedule yeah again they have the division with the chiefs and the chargers which is tough and the broncos could end up being more tough than people think because of sean payton uh josh mcdaniels and his past history of being a head coach he's not been the best and I think he could be a candidate to get fired this offseason they did draft Tyree Wilson Michael Mayer Byron Young and Jacorian Bennett Jacorian Bennett late he was a late round pick but he might be a starting corner for them just shows how they really don't have that much depth in the secondary but they're trying to build that up um they signed Jimmy Garoppolo Austin Hooper Marcus Peters Jacoby Myers um, they did lose Derek Carr as the, after they released him. They also lost Foster Moreau, Rakisin, and Mac Hollins. Uh, they traded away Darren Waller to the Giants for a third-round pick. Um, Josh Jacobs, though, is expected to be back before week one, and he's expected to end that holdout. They do have some very good positional players like Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby on defense. Uh, but they need a better quarterback, even though Jimmy Garoppolo has shown that he could win. That was also with the 49ers, with one of the best coaches in football and one of the best all-around rosters. But they need to improve their defense and they need a better quarterback. And this upcoming draft has a bunch of quarterbacks that could end up being franchise quarterbacks. And if they want to, and also if they do end up wanting to be competitive and win games, possibly try to make a playoff push and get into the playoffs, they need Chandler Jones to bounce back after a rough season last year. The next tier I have, I called it young but intriguing. We have first the Chicago Bears. According to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the sixth easiest schedule. Justin Fields has a lot of hype going into year three in fantasy football, even just in the regular NFL. Like in his preseason, the first preseason game this year, he had three three completed passes. Two of them were. 50-plus yard touchdowns because of the yards after catch by Khalil Herbert and DJ Moore. And mentioning DJ Moore, they did trade for him in the offseason when, when they traded back from the number one overall pick. They also had, in my opinion, one of the best free agencies after signing Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, Robert Tunyon, Deontay Foreman, Yannick Ngakwe, Demarcus Walker, and Nate Davis. They didn't really lose anyone significant. They also drafted Darnell Wright as a t- to be a good tackle and long-term for them, really bolstering up that offensive line. They drafted Gervon Dexter to further as another defensive tackle, and they also drafted Zach Pickens as another defensive lineman just so they could try to get back to their identity on defense like they were when they had back in a couple of years ago when they had Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack. They also drafted Tyreek Stevenson, who's looking very good, and Roshan Johnson, who is their third running back, and he still looks pretty good in preseason. Um, it is a very young team and very inexperienced team, but Fields finally has someone who's considered an alpha receiver, um, and he has shown he, he could be electric. He has shown he could throw it deep, and he has shown what he could do with his legs, but he needs to turn that into winning games and not just fantasy football performances. The defense was not good at all last year. They were the worst team in football. They ended up with the worst record, and that that needs to improve, and the, the signing of Tremaine Edmonds is huge, but apparently... According to some of the camp reports, Kyler Gordon, second-year corner, has reportedly looked like the best defensive player this season for them. Um, I really liked Kyler Gordon last year, going into the last year's draft before. His rookie season was pretty good, and this year, looking even better, that's really good for the Bears. And as I mentioned again earlier, they have a lot of players on that team who are good at breaking short passes and getting long gains or short runs. They have a lot of guys who could do good things when they have the ball after the catch or after the handoff. 
The next team I have in this tier is the Houston Texans. According to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the seventh easiest schedule. They have a new coach who is D'Amico Ryans, who was formerly the 49ers defensive coordinator. In the offseason, they traded for Shaq Mason. They drafted C.J. Stroud at number two. They traded up for Will Anderson at number three. And also a little bit later, they drafted Tank Dell, who I really like as a receiver. Also, they have John Mechie healthy this year. It's going to be kind of his rookie season, even though he was drafted the prior year. But after... After coming back and beating leukemia, he's going to be on the field for them, which is big. They also had a great offseason. They signed Robert Woods, Jimmy Ward, who followed his defensive coordinator. They got Sheldon Rankings, Dalton Schultz, Shaquille Griffin, Devin Singletary, and Noah Brown. Their only big loss, in my opinion, was Agbania Akaranquo. Um, they are in rebuild mode. They do have a very young team, but they don't have their own first-round pick this year, so it wouldn't make sense for them to tank, and it feels like they're just going to give it everything they have every single game and just try to win, and with the division, other than the Jack Jaguars, um, other than the Jaguars in the division, they could maybe do something, and if something happens to Trevor Lawrence, let's say, and he gets hurt, the Texans, if they, if everything falls their way, and with the new coach, if D'Amico Ryans can do something for that team, they could end up possibly winning that division, who knows, but I do really like Jacksonville, and I'm going to talk about them way later. Um, I'm guessing that they're also going to start out with Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary, really run-heavy team in the beginning, but... I feel like D'Amico Ryan is going to eventually let C.J. Stroud start to throw the ball a lot more because they do have uh, better better receiving core than they did last year. And it's a little bit underrated. Like, I really do like Noah Brown as a player. I thought he was great for Dallas last year, and now he's one of their receivers. And they did draft. They did have a pretty good draft, other than the fact that them trading up is a little bit questionable. But anyways, on to the next team, the Indianapolis Colts. According to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the third easiest schedule. Again, same division as the Texans. This is one of the reasons why, because that division is not that competitive, or we're guessing it's not going to be that competitive, um, except the Jaguars, who I think are very good. But they have a new coach. They have Shane Sykin from the Eagles. He was their offensive coordinator. They drafted Anthony Richardson, AR5. Um, he's been... He's been showing some flashes in preseason last night against the Eagles. He he led a couple touchdown drives. He was showing what he could do with his legs. He does have a cannon of an arm. And with the right development, and if he improves his accuracy, he could be a monster in the future. They also drafted Julius Brents, who's a defensive back. He play corner, he can play safety. And Josh Downs, who's also looked pretty good in camp. They signed Samson Abukam. Gardner Minshew as a backup, just in case Anthony Richardson isn't that good. And Isaiah McKenzie. They did lose Paris Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, and Bobby Okereke. Bobby Okereke is a big loss. big loss. And they also did trade away Stephon Gilmore, but he didn't really need to be in that team, especially when they're going into rebuild mode. R- Richardson, I'm very excited to watch him this year. He is an athletic freak. And... I can't wait to see what he could do, but also the Colts with their run game is going to be a little bit sketchy this year, especially with Jonathan Taylor likely being traded, but that is still happening right now, and at this time, he is not traded yet. Uh, the last last team in this tier of the young but intriguing, I have the Carolina Panthers. According to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the fourth easiest schedule. They have, they have a very winnable division, depending on how everything falls, and that division last year was not very good, and... If, if things go right with the new head coach, they have Frank Reich. They drafted Bryce Young at number one. And later in the draft, they took Jonathan Mingo, who I really like as a receiver. Um, they did have a good draft class. Uh, Bryce Young, if he could live up to the hype of being number one, then then they could win the division. And he has shown a little bit of struggles in camp, but it's not just him. It's also the offensive line. Ike Mekwanu has been getting beat pretty badly. Like, he got beat by Kayvon Thibodeau a couple times. And just... Just their offensive line needs to be better protecting for a rookie quarterback. Um, they didn't really lose anyone very notable. I mean, you can say they lost Deontay Foreman, but to back that up, they did sign Miles Sanders. They also signed DJ Shark, Adam Thielen, Von Bell, Hayden Hurst, Justin Houston, and kind of as a mentor for Bryce Young, they signed Andy Dalton and also as a good backup. My next tier, I called it mid because I don't think these teams are going to be playoff teams, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as being tanking teams unless certain things fall and injuries and all that. The first team I have in here is the New Orleans Saints. According to Sharp Football Analysis, they do have the easiest schedule. That goes with their division. I just don't think they're going to be that great. Yes, they do have Derek Carr, who's their new quarterback. They did sign Jamal Williams, Nathan Shepard, and Foster Moreau. But having Derek Carr doesn't really change the fact that he is getting older. He wasn't that great 
especially as the season progressed last year. And their offensive line, they don't have Teron Armstrong. He left for the Dolphins um, a year ago. Um, and it's just, it's a team that's in a weird spot. Who knows what happens with Michael Thomas. Chris Olave into year two is very intriguing, though. He was great last year, and he's been the highlight of their camp. Um, they do have an easy division, so they really could win it. But after last season, uh, there's a lot to be desired, especially with the head coach, because I, do, I don't think Dennis Allen is the best coach, and I could also see him possibly being fired, depending on how the season goes. They Their draft, they drafted Brian Brzee, Isaiah Foskey, Keon, Kendra Miller as another backup running back, especially with Alvin Kamara having the suspension, and... Then they also, later in the draft, they took A.T. Perry as a receiver, and he's possibly going to be the wide receiver three after he's shown some, he's shown some good, he's shown some good veteran kind of wide receiver skills in camp, and he surprised some people. Next team I have in here is the Broncos. So according to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the 10th hardest schedule. This is because of their division, most likely. Um, they do have Sean Payton as their new head coach. Um, he got, one thing about Sean Payton that I really do admire with his coaching style is that he did get every last bit of good play from Drew Brees at the end of his career in New Orleans. Um, hopefully he could do the same for Russ because that would be fun to see Russ cook again because back in Seattle, Russ was very fun to watch. And if there's any coach that could do it in the NFL, Sean Payton is likely one of them. Uh, they just had Jerry Judy go down with a hamstring injury. He'll be out for a little while, but they do have Marvin Mintz who they drafted. They also drafted linebacker Drew Sanders. They signed Mike McGlinchey who was the tackle on the Niners and it's a big signing for them. They also got Zach Allen, Samaji Ryan, Frank Clark, Ben Powers. They did lose Draymond Jones, and they did lose Ronald Darby. They, But they do have Javante Williams coming back from injury. But again, who really knows because of that injury and what it was? That is why they also got Samaji Ryan And Judy and Sutton, even though Judy is hurt, they are both still on the team after a lot of speculation that they will be traded in the offseason. They have Greg Dolchich going into a full year after he was injured for most of last year in the beginning. And I think the Broncos, it's just they have a really hard division. But they could. They, I think they're going to be average. Next team I have in here is Super Bowl champions from two years ago, the Los Angeles Rams. According to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the 15th easiest schedule, which is right around the middle. They do have Stafford, who's going to be healthy, and they do have Cooper Cup, who's going to be healthy. But Stafford, is he is getting older. In the beginning of the season, he wasn't amazing. Cooper Cup, though, um, last year, in the limited time he played, he looked the same as he did in his in the season where he won Super Bowl MVP. They didn't really have any big signings. They did draft Steve Avila, Byron Young, Kobe Turner, and Puka Nakua, who is playing into their wide receiver three spot, battling out with Tutu Atwell. They lost Leonard Floyd, Bobby Wagner, Greg Gaines, and Ashawn Robinson, and they also traded away Jalen Ramsey. It's a weird position because their roster, is keep getting, roster keeps getting older. They do still have Aaron Donald, but at this point, after even though they won the Super Bowl two years ago, they were not very good last year. They don't really have that many picks because of all the trades they've made and they do have a very good coach in Sean McVay but it's just kind of a bad spot to be in as that team um yeah the next team in this tier of uh, the tier of mid I have the Minnesota Vikings according to sharp football analysis they have the eighth hardest schedule Vikings last year had a pretty easy schedule and that also was paired with how they kind of I guess you could say you could call it a lucky season they had 11 one score wins last season but they still did win those games. Um, they did have a tough loss, though, in the wild card round to the Giants, which was an also a one-score game, that, but they lost it. The division this year, I think, is going to be more competitive than it was last year, especially with the Bears possibly being good. The Lions have a lot of hype going into them, and the Packers are still the Packers. But they have a new defensive coordinator in Brian Flores. Um, they Their schedule, as I said, is much harder. Kirk Cousins is getting older, but he still was very good last year. They still have Justin Jefferson, but they lost Adam Thielen. They lost Dalvin Tomlinson, Patrick Peterson, Eric Kendricks, and they also they also lost Dalvin Cook, who is one of the best running backs in football, and he still could be that now with the Jets. They drafted Jordan Addison to try to fill that void of Adam Thielen, and they also, later in the draft, they got Makai Blackman, who looks like he could be a solid corner, and... They did sign Byron Murphy, which was one of the better signings in the offseason, in my opinion, along with Mark and Stavenport and Dean Lowry. I think the Vikings, it's a weird spot. They, I could see them being a good team. I could see them being a bad team. I could see them being in the middle. That's why I have them in this tier. And the last team I have in this tier are the Patriots. According to a Sharp Football Analysis, they have the hardest schedule. And for Bill Belichick, that's really nothing new. He dealt with it almost all of his career. Bill O'Brien is back to the Patriots as their offensive coordinator. Uh, they drafted Christian Gonzalez. They 
kind of pretty much, I think they stole him. He fell down to them. They drafted Keon White as an edge rusher, and they they traded up for a kicker in Chad Ryland after Nick Folk retired. They signed Juju. They signed an undrafted free agent, Malik Cunningham, who has been pretty good in preseason. Looks like he might be fighting for that backup quarterback spot with Bailey Zappi. Uh, they also signed Calvin Anderson, Mike Gesicki, and Ezekiel Elliott. They lost Jacoby Myers, Isaiah Wynn, and Damian Harris, but they did also re-sign Devontae Parker. They are in a position where they could decide to take or they could decide to try and make a push to the playoffs. They do have a tough decision. You have the Bills, you have the Dolphins, and you have the Jets. Their offense is, there's a lot to be desired there, but their defense is very good still, and Belichick being the defensive mastermind he is, especially with how he how he can game plan for almost every quarterback in the league, it's going to be interesting to watch. But Belichick might be on the hot seat soon, especially after there were some rumblings about Belichick maybe being gone after last year when they were not very good. And Robert Kraft has kind of made a couple comments, I think, that it's that he kind of wants to stray away from Belichick because Belichick hasn't really been delivering the winning Patriots football that he did with Brady. This next tier I have, I called it Sneaky Good. There's three teams in this tier, and I think these three teams... Um, I think they could actually be very good and surprise a lot of people, but they have some things to overcome. And starting with the Pittsburgh Steelers, according to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the eighth easiest schedule. Even in the division they're in with the Bengals, the Ravens, and even the Browns, they still have a a fairly easy schedule. They still have Mike Tomlin, who's one of the best coaches in football. He always finds a way to have a winning record, which is really impressive. They drafted Broderick Jones, who doesn't really seem to be ready yet. They drafted Joey Porter Jr., Keanu Benton, Darnell Washington, and they're still the draft. It looks so far as Nick Herbig. He is getting a lot of hype, and a lot of people are saying the Steelers found another late-round edge rusher steal, and his preseason was amazing. He, he was crushing it, and... Their linebacker room is just getting even more stacked. They still have um, they still have T.J. Watt, obviously. They still have Alex Highsmith, and now they have Nick Herbing in there. In the offseason, they signed Cole Holcomb, Patrick Peterson, Alain and Roberts, who also has shown some some good play in preseason. Keanu Neal, Nate Herbig, the brother of Nick Herbig, and Isaac Sumalo. They also they did lose Cameron Sutton, Robert Spillane, Devin Bush, and Terrell Edmonds, but they also did re-sign Alex Highsmith. Uh, Kenny Pickett going into year two, he's looked great in training camp and in preseason. He's been perfect. Last night, he had some amazing throws to both Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Every drive he's led this preseason has ended in a touchdown. But they are in a very competitive division, especially with the Bengals trying to get back to the Super Bowl. You have the Ravens after Lamar just got re-signed. You have the Browns and... It's a, it's a tough division, but the Steelers have great staff, they have a great foundation, they have great history, and they are set up to have a good season if they could stay true to Steelers football. Also, I want to mention that Jalen Warren has really shown flashes, and he's really worked his way into a spot of kind of being another really good running back for the Steelers alongside Najee. Next team I have in this tier is the Cleveland Browns, division rivals of the Pittsburgh Steelers. According to Sharp Football Analysis, they're scheduled right in the middle with the 16th easiest, also 17th hardest, same thing. They have the first full year of Deshaun Watson after he was suspended for 11 games last season, but Watson doesn't really seem to be a great fit in Kevin Stefanski's scheme. In preseason, though, he did show that that willingness to kind of scramble out of the pocket and extend plays like he did back in Houston, which he didn't really show that much in his limited play last year. Um, there also have been some rumblings out of the camp that Nick Chubb has been much more involved in the passing game, especially after losing both Dearness Johnson and Kareem Hunt. Um, in the draft, they drafted Siaka Ika, Cedric Tillman, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who, as quarterback in preseason, he has looked like he belongs in the NFL. He had three straight great performances this preseason. He has one more game to play, but he has looked like he could be at least a backup. They also did sign Dalvin Tomlinson, Ogbani Okoronkwo, and Juan Thornhill. They traded for Zedaria Smith. As I mentioned earlier, they lost Hunt and Johnson. Uh, they did strengthen their defense, but they are, again, like the Steelers, in one of the toughest divisions in football. And I think, though, if Watson is what he was in Houston and he can kind of get used to Stefanski's scheme or they can make some agreement, I think Cleveland could be a really tough team to beat, especially if they make it into the playoffs and they're riding a bunch of momentum. And the last team I have in this tier are the Green Bay Packers. Again, their division is going to be, could be winnable. It's kind of an interesting division this year, especially with 
the Vikings, who had a really strange season last year. You have the Lions getting a bunch of hype, the Bears getting hype, and you have the Packers, who everyone's like kind of counting them off. But Jordan Love last year, when he did play a little bit, he did look very good. They have, according to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the 14th easiest schedule. Jordan Love, I do think he's going to be better than people think. I really do. He's shown some good play. He's shown some good drives in preseason. They still have Matt LaFleur as uh, head coach, who in the regular season in his career has a 71.2% win percentage. He did have two seasons of MP- MVP Aaron Rodgers, but still he is a proven head coach. Um, also, they drafted Lucas Von Ness, Luke Musgrave, and Jaden Reed, all who have shown some Shum upside in preseason so far and what I've seen. They didn't really have any big signings. They lost Robert Tunyon, Alan Lazard, Adrian Amos, Jerron Reed, and they obviously lost Aaron Rodgers to the Jets after they traded him. They still do have a solid roster and a great coach, like I said. I feel like they're going to be a run-heavy team this year, especially with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon both still on the roster. And the division, as I said, could be winnable. Next up, my next tier, playoff teams. I'm going to start with the Ravens. The reason I put the Ravens in here and not in in teams who could possibly make a Super Bowl run is because Lamar hasn't proven that he could really win big games yet. Um, according to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the 12th hardest schedule. They have to deal with the Bengals in their division, possibly the Browns and Steelers. Uh, they did reset on Lamar, though, to the five-year $260 million contract with $185 million of it guaranteed. They drafted Zay Flowers, who has shown who has shown that he could be a, he could be up there with some of the better receivers of this class. Uh, they also drafted Trenton Simpson. David Ajabo is going to be fully healthy, which is kind of like his rookie season. And he was getting a lot of hype before his injury last year at his pro day. Um, they have a full year of Roquan Smith after trading, to, after trading for him, who also got a five-year extension for a hundred million dollars. They signed Odell Beckham, Jadevian Clowney and Rocky Yassine. They did lose Marcus Peters, but as I said before, it's hard to say with the Ravens because they are always competitive, but Lamar hasn't won a big game yet. There's a weird Tyler Huntley situation in that he's kind of injured and they might try to trade him. It's it's a little bit confusing. I've seen I've read some stuff about that from Greg Rosenthal, but they they have that, but he is a very good backup. Pro Bowl Pro Bowl Snoop Huntley. And but they also do have Marlon Humphrey, who will likely be out for the start of the season with a foot injury. Next team I have in here is the Cowboys. It's I, this might just be me not really liking the Cowboys, but I just don't think Dak is an amazing quarterback. He hasn't won a big game just like Lamar, but Lamar's at least Lamar's at least shown a little bit better. Lamar's at least won an MVP. Dak has not won an MVP. Dak has not really won playoff games or big playoff games. He They have the 15th hardest schedule, according to Sharp Football Analysis. In the offseason, they traded for Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore. They extended Trayvon Diggs. They drafted Mozzie Smith, who is being labeled as a bust already by critics. Luke Schoonmaker, who was hopefully to fill the Dalton Schultz void, but he's not not looked ready for an early role. Demarion Overshone and Deuce Vaughn, the five... Five foot five running back who's looking great in preseason, but he he is very small and they do still have power in front of him. They didn't have really any big signings. They did lose Zeke. They lost Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz. They do have Jalen Tolbert, the rookie from last year, who has looked pretty good in preseason. But they Cowboys always they've repeatedly choked in the playoffs the past few years, and they do have a very tough division with the Eagles and the Giants, who have a very good roster right now and good coaching, and it looks like they could be good too. Cowboys, it's might just be me kind of hating on them, but they're they're probably gonna be a playoff team, but yet again they do they do have they have shown in the past that they haven't really been good performers in the playoffs with Dak. Next team in this tier, uh I have the Los Angeles Chargers. According to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the sixth hardest schedule. Herbert hasn't won a big game yet, especially after blowing that twenty seven to nothing lead last year to Jacksonville in the playoffs. He did get a five-year, $262.5 million extension, though, and they did draft Quentin Johnson, who's probably going to start the season as the wide receiver four, as they do have a very good receiving court with Keaton Allen, Mike Williams, and Josh Palmer. They drafted Tuli Tui Pilodi, 
Bloodu uh, and Darius Davis, who has looked like the best return man in the draft. People are saying he could be like how Cavante Turpin was amazing at returning as a rookie last year for Dallas. They signed to Eric Kendricks, but they lost Drew Tranquil, kind of like swapping the linebackers, even though I think Eric Kendricks is a little bit better. They're going to probably hopefully have Rashawn Slater for the whole season, like he got hurt last year, which wasn't great. Um, JC Jackson is going to be healthy after he went down early last season, which is a big loss. They want to have Joey Bosa stay healthy for the whole season, but they're going to need to be able to beat the top AFC teams if they want to be able to compete. And if Herbert wants to prove that he is one of the top quarterbacks in the league and that he can win big games, like they're going to have to get past Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Jacksonville. Next team I have in this tier are the Lions. According to Sharp Football Analysis, they have 11th easiest schedule. They have a lot of hype going into the season. A lot of people love Dan Campbell. I think he's a good coach, but he does make some questionable decisions every game, or at least he did last year. They are right now the favorites to win the division, but their division it could really go any way with any of those four teams, I think. Um, Jared Goff was great last year, and I think he could be even better this year, especially with the addition of Jameer Gibbs in the draft. They also drafted Sam Laporta, They also and they also drafted Jack Campbell and Brian Branch on defense, who Brian Branch has looked like he could be both a safety and a great slot slot nickel cornerback. Um, They signed Cameron Sutton, David Montgomery, CJ Gardner-Johnson, Emmanuel Mosley, and they brought back Marvin Jones after his years on the Jaguars. Their free agency, I thought, was great. Um, They did lose DJ Shark and Jamal Williams. Uh, they traded away both DeAndre Swift and Jeff Okuda. They have Aiden Hutchinson and Kirby Joseph both going into year two. I think Aiden Hutchinson could be a huge player for them if he if he does what he did towards the end of last season because he was looking very, very unstoppable. Jamison Williams hopefully is going to be a game changer for them when he comes back after his suspension, but he did get hurt in preseason, which doesn't really help him. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to try and prove that he's an alpha receiver and that he's one of the top in the league, even though he is up there, but he wants to prove that he really is elite. I do think that they might be a little bit overhyped, especially without having that playoff experience on their roster. But I also do think they have a good chance to win the division because a lot of these other teams in the division have really weird situations or they're young or it's just a lot of unknown. And also, if Goff gets hurt or something happens, they do have good good looking QB depth on the roster. They have Teddy Bridgewater and they drafted Heads and Hooker. And the last team in this tier, I have the Atlanta Falcons. According to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the second easiest schedule. Kind of similar to how the Saints have a very easy schedule. They have a very easy division. Desmond Ritter going into his first full season. They drafted Bijan Robinson, who people are already saying could be the best running back or even one of the best players in the league within the next year or two. Bijan in preseason looked awesome in his limited play. Um, I love Bijan going into the draft and after he was drafted. I think there's a reason why he got picked so high, and it's because they're not only going to use him, but it's also because he's that talented. They also have Drake London going into year two. They have year three of Kyle Pitts, who hopefully, if the Falcons can use him, he could be what he was drafted to be at number four in that draft with Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddell. Um, They also have A.J. Terrell going into year four. A.J. Terrell, one of the one of the best young corners in the league. And if he could be just as locked down as he was last year and even better than that defense, he get a big boost, especially after signing Jesse Bates and Glaze Campbell. Also, as the wide receiver two position, Mac Hollins has looked looked like he put on a lot of muscle. He looks really, really strong. They have a lot of height on their team. Both Drake London, Drake London 6'5", Mac Hollins 6'4". Bijan's a bigger running back who could do it all. Kyle Pitts is a very athletic tight end. But, but they're... Their division, it's, there's a good chance that it could be very unknown because you also have the Panthers, you also have the Saints, and I'm not really going to say the Bucks because I don't think the Bucks are going to be good. But they do have a, the division could be easy, but also the Falcons haven't really been good in a little while. And they also did, though, extend Chris Lindstrom as one of the best guards in the league, which is big for them. The next tier I have, these are the teams who I think could possibly make a playoff run. So, first, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Um, according to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the 10th easiest schedule. They drafted Devon Witherspoon, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, who had the wrist surgery. He might miss the very beginning of the season, but they still have Lockett and DK, which is 
still a great wide receiver duo. They drafted Derek Hall and Zach Charbonnet, who's been looking great in preseason and looking to come after Ken Walker's job or be a one-two punch with him after Ken Walker's been like a little bit banged up in preseason. They also signed Julian Love from the Giants. They got Draymond Jones from the from the Broncos. They signed Jerron Reed, Bobby Wagner, and Devin Bush. They did lose Ryan Neal, who had a good season for them last year. They also lost Rashad Penny, Cody Barden, Shelby Harris, and Quentin Jefferson. They have uh, the cornerback pairing of Tariq Willen and Kobe Bryant going to year two. Willen was amazing last year. He could have, other if they didn't have Sauce Gardner doing what he did, Willen could have easily won defensive rookie of the year. Um, Kobe Bryant had a solid season last year, and he's gotten a lot of hype for this year. And now with Devon Witherspoon, that those three corners could be very lethal going forward, trying to build back that legion of boom as they did back in the old days with Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor. Um, they also did re-sign Geno Smith to a three-year deal for $75 million. Geno's coming off the best season of his career by far, and he's looking to do even better. I really think Geno's going to be awesome this year, especially with their offensive line being being stronger. Charles Cross going into year two after he was great last year. Um, they also, their receiving core is even stronger than it was last year because of Jackson Smith and Jigba. They replaced a bunch of the older players with younger players, too, in the draft, and their drafts have been amazing. They've gotten a lot of late-round steals, especially with Wollen last year, and they're my sleeper pick to not only win their division, which I think they could beat the Niners and win that division, but I think they could give the top teams in the NFC a tough matchup in the playoffs. I really do think the Seahawks are going to be good. Pete Carroll has been to the Super Bowl before. Pete Carroll has has been able to use a really, really, really strong defense to get them to the Super Bowl. And Geno Smith is playing the best football of his career. And after drafting Jackson Smith and Jigbo, that receiving court could be lethal. Next team I have in this category, the Miami Dolphins. According to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the third hardest schedule. But the Dolphins last year... When Tua was healthy, were awesome. They did trade for Jalen Ramsey, who has a knee injury, and he's looking to come back at some point this season, but he seems very optimistic that he will be back, and he will beat out the timetable that he's projected to be back in. They also have Vic Fangio now as the defensive coordinator, which is huge. Vic Fangio, when he was in Denver, even though the offense wasn't great there, the defense was still very good. Um, the Dolphins do need Tua to stay healthy, and if he gets hurt, they do have two backups who could be very serviceable, especially when you have Mike White and Skylar Thompson, who has appeared to have made a leap from last season. And if you think back to last year's playoff, Skylar Thompson, um, he gave the Bills um, he gave the Bills a little bit of a tough matchup in that first round of the playoffs. Um, Teron Armstead got hurt, but the injury wasn't as serious as, as it first seemed. It's still a little bit of uncertainty to play week one, but he is one of the premier tackles in the league, and he's one of the best. Um, they did draft Cam Smith and Tavana Kane. Tavana Kane a little bit banged up, but I think he's going to be awesome. They're a team that is in the rumors for trading for Jonathan Taylor, which is very interesting. I don't know what they'd have to give up, but that would be very interesting to see. They signed, other than Mike White, they also signed David Long, Braxton Berrios, Isaiah Wynn, and Dan Feeney. They did lose Gasicki, Teddy Bridgewater, and Landon Roberts. They do have a very good team and a very good roster, but they need to stay healthy. Like, if Tua stays healthy, if Tyree Kill doesn't get hurt, I think they have a very good chance of making a, making a good playoff run, possibly. Next team I have in here is the Jaguars. I couldn't quite put the Jaguars into Super Bowl contenders yet because they haven't they haven't been to a, an AFC Championship game with Trevor Lawrence yet, but I do love them. Um, they have the 12th easiest schedule according to Sharp Football Analysis. They do in the middle of the season have back-to-back London games, which is very interesting. Maybe maybe that's kind of foreshadowing that they're going to relocate to London, but who knows. Trevor Lawrence going into year three after an amazing year two. I'm very excited to see what he could do. They have Doug Peterson as year two with that system. They've re-signed Evan Ingram, but they also signed Dearness Johnson, Brandon McManus as the kicker. They really had no other major signings other than that, but Dearness Johnson might even end up being the, the running back three on that roster because they did draft Anton Harrison. They did draft Brandon Brenton Strange, Brenton Strange, but drafting Tank Bigsby, who has looked amazing in preseason, he might even be trying to go for ETN spot. But the, um, on paper, too, they have one of the best receiving cores in the league. You have Calvin Ridley now, after they traded for him last season. Um, when he was suspended, um, you have Christian Kirk coming off his best season, and you have Zay Jones coming off a very strong season, and not to mention Evan Ingram. Tank Bigsby has, as I mentioned, shown flashes that he could be at least a great backup. I think it could end up being him and ETN kind of complement each other. Um, 
they do have tackle Cam Robinson suspended for the first four games of the season. Um, Anton Harrison, hopefully for the first four games, can kind of lock that down before Robinson comes back. They did also lose Jawan Taylor, Arden Key, Shaquille Griffin, and Marvin Jones. Um, they do have an easy division, and they did show that they can be competitive with the best teams in the league, especially after coming back and beating the Chargers in the playoffs. They gave the Chiefs a run for their money in the, um, in the divisional round last year, and I think that they could possibly beat the Chiefs and the Bengals in the playoffs to make a Super Bowl run. I think they're better than the Bills because the Bills I'm going to talk about very soon. But I do think the Jaguars are a very good team and have a very bright future ahead, especially when Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, could be an MVP candidate this year. Next up, my New York football giants. According to Sharp Football Analysis, the schedule kind of right in the middle, 14th hardest, but... They did draft. They had a really good draft. They drafted Deontay Banks, John Michael Schmitz, who's looked to be a very good center, and he looks like he's going to be great from right from day one. They drafted Jalen Hyatt, who has shown some flashes and shown his speed. Uh, Eric Gray as a nice backup running back who was who was good at Oklahoma, but kind of kind of got drafted a little bit later. And Trey Hawkins in the sixth round, who's looking like one of the big steals of the draft. So. They did lose Julian Love, Nick Gates, and Jalan Feliciano, but they did sign Bobby O'Karake, Paris Campbell, Rakeem Nunez-Roches, and Ashawn Robinson. They traded for Darren Waller and Isaiah Simmons. Um, if you think back to the Kadarius-Tony trade from last year, that turned into both Darren Waller and to Trey Hawkins, which so far it looks like that trade really paid off, especially with Tony's injury history. Um, the Giants extended three major players for them. They extended Dexter Lawrence to four years, $87.5 million. Daniel Jones, four years, $160 million. And Andrew Thomas, five years, $117.5 million. Saquon Barkley, after a weird kind of holdout situation, not signing his... his um, not signing his uh, franchise tag. He ended up signing a deal that was a little bit more than the franchise tag after the brief holdout. Um, the Giants, their wide receiver room is very competitive this year. There's a lot of depth in it. Um, there could be a lot of people a lot of people who don't really know what the starting receivers are going to be. They have Paris Campbell they just signed. They have Darius Slayton. Isaiah Hodgins, who was awesome last year. They drafted Jalen Hyatt. They have Sterling Shepard coming back. It's it's a very interesting receiver room. So we'll see about we'll see what happens. And the backup tight end, Daniel Bellinger, I think is a great person to have as a tight end too after he looked very good last year. Um, Daniel Jones in the offense in preseason action, they look great in what they did. Evan Neal has also looked better. Um, they have they the Giants have some depth at guard, but it's still need to find like the right starting pair. They've kind of been doing what I've seen some of the beat reporters called guard roulette in preseason. Um they also have Jaden Pinnock, who, after losing Julian Love, they need kind of that safety to step up. Uh, Pinnock has shown tremendous upside in both camp and in preseason. Adoree Jackson, the interesting thing, is moving back into the slot, most likely, like he didn't, like he was in Tennessee. And that'll mean Trey Hawkins and Deontay Banks are on the boundaries, which there could be some rookie mistakes. But also, with what they've shown in preseason, especially Trey Hawkins, I think that could work out for the Giants. Also, Kayvon Thibodeau has looked has been looking like the person that the Giants drafted. He's been destroying the offensive lines in preseasons and joint practices. Like, he destroyed Ike Mekwanu in the joint practice that they had with the Panthers. And also, this will be Daniel Jones' second year with Brian Dable and Mike Kafka. And he's looking to have a big leap. And I know this might sound a little bit far-fetched, but I like to say Daniel Jones is a little bit of a budget Josh Allen. They have this, they're almost the same weight. They're, like, they're the same height. And Brian Dable molded Josh Allen into what he is today, and hopefully he can do the same with Daniel Jones. And now, speaking of Josh Allen, I'm going to talk about the Bills, still in the same tier. Um, according to the Sharp Football Analysis, they have the fourth hardest schedule. Um, both Micah Hyde and Jordan, Jordan Poyer will be back from and from injuries last year, and they will be healthy, as will Von Miller, as will Josh Allen after his elbow injury from last season. That kind of, kind of made him, you could tell that he was not really himself as the season went on last year. They also did draft Alton Kincaid, who is already seeming to be the Bills' number three target. And apparently and apparently he's looked like he's already uh he's already one of the top tight ends in football. But that also depends on that might just be a lot of hype around him, but we need to see in real NFL action in a couple weeks. Uh they did sign Leonard Floyd, Taylor Rapp, and Damien Harris, but I think one of the biggest losses in free agency for any team is them losing Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, one of the better young linebackers in the league, who's now in Chicago. Um, they did extend Ed Oliver, and and especially after losing Tremaine Edmonds, now the Bills are still looking for a linebacker to play next to Matt Milano. As Sean McVay has kind of said, it's still something we need to fill a void in a way. Um, Allen hasn't really won a big game yet either. He, you could argue that the Bills should have been able to get the ball in that 
in that overtime game a couple years ago, but he still hasn't won a big game and he hasn't made it to the Super Bowl. And they have had a lot of hype the last few seasons, but they've had nothing to show for it. And I, I'm kind of lowering my expectations on the Bills, especially because of that. But they do still have Stephon Diggs, and it's hard to say because the Bills have been very good for the past few years, but I, I'm just not really buying it after what I'm seeing and with their division. And speaking of their division, New York Jets, according to Sharp Football Analysis, the seventh hardest schedule. Again, as as like the Bills, as like the Dolphins. Very tough, very tough division. In the offseason, they traded for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they have Garrett Wilson. They have Sauce Gardner, both going into year two. Brees Hall back and healthy. He might not play week one, but he will be healthy this season. Um, it might be harder for him to come back at the beginning, but if they can kind of limit him and keep him from getting injured, he could be very, very, very good for them. Later down the later down the stretch, if they make a playoff run, um, they have Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator, and he was the mastermind behind Rodgers when he won his MVPs in Green Bay. Mackay Becton is finally healthy after what seems like it's been years, um, but who's who knows how he's going to be and who knows how healthy he'll stay. They drafted Will McDonald the fourth and Joe Tipman. Joe Tipman has not really has not really like shown that much that much upside yet he's still learning but will mcdonald has shown some flashes and he has shown that he could end up being a very good addresser in this league they signed dalvin cook who is still one of the, i think the best running backs in football he's still up there and that's amazing that if they have a fully healthy Brees Hall, it'll be him and dalvin um they signed alan lazard adrian amos west schweitzer mccall Harmon, quinton jefferson and randall cobb they kind of brought a bunch of the packers players to New York, kind of because of Rogers' requests. Um, they did lose Nathan Shepard, Sheldon Rankings, Nate Herbing, Mike White, Dan Feeney, George Fant, and Braxton Berrios. They did re-sign Quinton Williams to four years, $96 million. There's a lot of hype for the Jets this year because they not only have Aaron Rodgers, but because their defense was amazing last year. And also they've hard knocks, and a lot of people are watching that, and they're seeing and they're seeing the Jets, and they're being they're gonna say, Oh, this seems to be so good because look at them on hard knocks. Um they do, though, have one of the toughest divisions in football. Um, and I think Aaron Rodgers is a big thing to prove with. Trying to say that, hey, I'm still Aaron Rodgers. I'm not washed. Last year was just a fluke year. And I'm I'm one of the best quarterbacks in football. And I'm one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I think that's what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. But, well, I don't know if he will do that because I did see last year he didn't look the same. But he didn't have Devontae Adams. So now this year he's Garrett Wilson. So we'll see what happens. But the Jets' offensive line has also been struggling a little bit in training camp and in the joint practices and in preseason, so that has to be a big priority for them. And the last team in this tier are the San Francisco 49ers. I don't have them as Super Bowl contenders, even though they're very close. This is because they're weirdish quarterback situation. They do have, according to Sharp Football Analysis, the fifth easiest schedule. They did lose the defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans. Um, they drafted Jair Brown and Jake Moody, the kicker. Um, in the offseason, they signed Sam Darnold and Javon Hargrave, who I love that signing for them. They lost Jimmy G. They lost Mike McGlinchey, which is a big loss. They lost Sam Samabukam, Charles Amenihu, which also I think is a big loss. They lost Jimmy Ward, another big loss. Emmanuel Mosley, another big loss. Aziz Alshair, another big loss. They lost a lot of good players, and they, their quarterback situation is very weird, but all around, they have one of the best rosters in the league. They have a lot of really great players, especially at the skill positions. And you have McCaffrey, you have Debo, you have Ayuk, you have Kittle, you have Fred Warner, you have Hufanga, who was awesome last year. They still have Nick Bosa, they still have Eric Armstead. It's a great team. It's a great team on paper. They have a, one of the best coaches in football with Shanahan. And they have shown in the past that they can make it far in the playoffs without a top quarterback. They made it to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, the NFC Championship with Jimmy Garoppolo, and the NFC Championship last year with Brock Purdy. Um, I think there's going to be a division battle with them in Seattle. Um... I think Seattle's going to end up doing it. I just, I really like Seattle this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners win that division. And just like how we did last year, McCaffrey needs to stay healthy. But if any team, if any team for a running back to get hurt, the Niners always find their guys to kind of, to kind of replace running backs with or just have as fill-ins because they're very good at that. And it's really impressive. And now on to my last tier of the Super Bowl contenders. I have three teams in this list. Number one, my pick to win the Super Bowl the Cincinnati Bengals. 
According to Sharp Football Analysis, they have a schedule not too hard, not too easy. It's the 13th hardest schedule. Um, they re-signed Logan Wilson in the offseason. They still need to extend Joe Burrow, who I think is going to get a monster deal, much more than Justin Herbert. Or not not much more, but he's going to get more than Herbert. Um, Burrow seems to be healthy right now, according to what the coaches are saying. Joe Mixon didn't leave in the offseason, and his legal situation, he was proven to be not guilty, which is very good for them. They have Lyle Collins coming back from his injury. Uh, Jonah Williams is still going to be around that on that team. And it's he's likely not getting traded. Um, Burrow has shown in the past that he can make it to the Super Bowl and he can make it to the AFC Championship game. And he's been one of the only quarterbacks in the league who has repeatedly beaten Mahomes. Uh, he has a winning record against Patrick Mahomes, which is very impressive. Uh, in the offseason, they drafted Miles Murphy, DJ Turner, Jordan Battle, and Charlie Jones. They signed Orlando Brown, Irv Smith, and Nick Scott. They did lose Jesse Bates and Von Bell, which is their safety pairing. They need Dax Hill to step up and showing he he has shown some flashes in camp. They also lost Hayden Hurst, Samaji Piran, and Eli Apple. I do think the Bengals, especially with with their history in the past few years of making it there, making it close to the Super Bowl or being in the Super Bowl and being very close to even winning it when they were playing the Rams, I do think that this team is going to be very hard to beat. Um, and for them, it's as long as they make it into the playoffs, even with their division being tough, if they make it into the playoffs, I think they could beat anyone in there. The next team, Kansas City Chiefs. According to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the fifth hardest schedule. They're looking to win back-to-back Super Bowls, which has not been done in a while. Mahomes is already ranked up there with uh, all-time great quarterbacks, and he's still adding to his resume. It's very impressive. He's the best player I've seen with my own eyes. He's so talented, and it's amazing to watch him. Um, they drafted Felix Anduke Uzoma, who has shown that he can get really good pressure in preseason so far, and that's one of the weaknesses for the Chiefs. They also drafted Rasheed Rice, who has been running with the first team despite some drop issues, but when you go back to the Bengals a couple years ago, Jamar Chase was having some drop issues in training camp and preseason, and look at what happened with him. They also signed Jawan Taylor, which is huge. They signed Charles Amenehu, who I really like, Donovan Smith from the Bucks, Drew Tranquil, Mike Edwards. Um, they lost Orlando Brown, Juju, they lost Andrew Wiley, Juan Thornhill, Frank Clark, Mikael Harmon, and Kalen Saunders. Um, the player, a lot of the players they lost on the offensive line, they replaced with other players in free agency, some guys who are a little bit younger and maybe even better. Um, they still have a weird situation with Kadarius Tony's injury, and I don't really understand it. Um, they're going to need Sky Moore to kind of step up. They still do have the best quarterback and best tight end in football, but with Chris Jones now willing to hold out until week eight, as what he said, that team is going to have to keep playing. As Andy Reid said, we must, like the show must go on. He pretty much said that. But Chris Jones is one of the best players in football, and not having him would be huge. But I do think the Chiefs are still far and away a top three team in the league. And the last team I have on here, the Philadelphia Eagles, the team who I think last year... They made one mistake in the Super Bowl, and that cost them when Jalen Hurts fumbled and Nick Bolton brought it back for the touchdown. But Eagles last year, they ruled the NFC. They destroyed in the playoffs. They they have, according to Sharp Football Analysis, the 13th easiest schedule. They drafted Jalen Carter, who I think could really be the best player in the draft, other than maybe B. John Robinson. They drafted Nolan Smith, Sidney Brown, and Kali Ringo, who Kali Ringo has shown that he's shown some flashes in camp, but he really needs to step it up a little more if he wants to get some actual playing time on this stacked roster. Uh, they traded for DeAndre Swift. They signed Rashad Penny, Zach Cunningham, Terrell Edmonds. They also actually did sign Miles Jack, but Miles Jack retired. Uh, they lost Miles Sanders, who was great for them last year. They lost Gar- CJ Gardner-Johnson, Javon Hargrave, Andre Dillard, TJ Edwards, Marcus Epps, and Isaac Sumalo. They re-signed Jalen Hurts to a five-year, $255 million contract. They also re-signed Darius Slade to three years, $42 million. And even though they were just in the Super Bowl, they still have one of the best young cores in football. After drafting Jordan Davis last year, after drafting Devontae Smith a couple years ago, Jalen Hurts is still very young. They just got Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith, who Jalen Carter, on on the first snap he played in preseason, he got pressure on the quarterback immediately, and and he blew up a play. Um, They're heavy favorites in the NFC, and I don't blame that. Um, Their division, though, with the Giants and Cowboys could be a little bit tough, but... In the past, especially last year, they showed that they could beat both teams. And if everyone stays healthy, this team could easily be back where they were last year. Um, and they could do it almost as easily as they did last year. Um, there, those are my thoughts on those are my thoughts on next year's season. I think the Super Bowl is going to be Bengals Eagles. Um, I'm rooting for a team other than the Eagles to be in there, especially my Giants, because I don't love the Eagles. 
be them being in the division of my favorite team. Hopefully the Giants can make a playoff run, but that's just also the fan of me talking. But I do think the Bengals are my pick to win the AFC uh, as long as everyone stays healthy, and that's the big thing with a bunch of these teams, as long as players stay healthy. I'm excited to watch a lot of these rookies, and I can't wait for the NFL season to start. And once again, thank you for listening to this this longer podcast for me. Um, I hope you guys learned something and I had a, I really enjoyed making this and yeah, go giants. And thanks again for listening to the Charlie Jacobs podcast.